Hey, thank you all for joining us today on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this edition, we bring you the very inspirational Jeremy Stanton. Jeremy is a military veteran, he is a husband and a father, and he's the proprietor of Barrel Brands, which is a line of barrel-aged hair and skin oils made from a base of pure vitamin E and a blend of other natural ingredients. I use Barrel Brand products myself, and so does Colt with his big bushy beard that he sports. So Barrel Brands is a very unique and special company, and we are proud to have crossed paths with Jeremy, but believe me when I tell you that he is much more than than his product barrel is the reason why we connected with him but we are super fortunate to have developed a relationship with jeremy and i learned something new every time i listen to him speak so at any rate be sure to get on the socials and find jeremy stanton check into barrel brands on the socials and get over to the website at barrelbrands.us that's b-a-r-r-e-l-b-r-a-n-d-s dot u-s to purchase some of the best hair and skin products on the market so without further introduction here we go Hey, welcome to yet another edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. Yes, sir. We are here today with Mr. Jeremy Stanton. How you doing today, Jeremy? Doing better than I deserve. Thank you. Yeah? It's, it's great to see you again, like we were discussing earlier. Likewise. It's been a year and a couple months since we last sat down and talked with you. It doesn't seem like it should be that long. But it feels like it was about a month ago. I yeah, know, right? I know. I know. Totally. Right. But uh, I assume that you've had a lot going on since then, so why don't we just start there, man? Catch us up. What's going on with Jeremy Stanton? Whew, that's a huge question, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, not to sound pompous, but it's been crazy. Yeah. Like, it's been really nuts since we, we last uh, sat down. And I guess first and foremost, thank you guys for making the trip to my place, and thank you for having me on. A beautiful place you got. This yes, studio is sure. awesome, man. Thank you're you. going to do great things here. I know we're going to talk <laughs> about you. that in a minute, but yeah. this, this is, yeah, I can see what this is going to be special. Thank you. Yeah. Whenever I say I want to be comfortable, I mean I want to be comfortable. <laughs> like, I've said that to people before. They're like, oh, yeah, you mean like a jacket and some shoes? Like, no, no. I mean, like, coffee in hand on my big oversized leather couch that we got for next to nothing. Like, yeah. just <laughs> if I need to go to the other part of our house and do barrel work, I can. Uh, if I want to tell people my message, I can do it and be comfortable, just like this. Yeah, yeah it's right. a little weird because like last time we didn't know we didn't really know you before we got together. We got together at the old shop and everything, and so it was a little awkward at first. But yeah. now it's like okay, we're in a, we're in a, your house. We seems like we've known you forever. I know, yeah. right? And like, you know, just comfortable as can be. I know, I know, absolutely. And I think that that's um. I'll get back to your question. I know you asked how things have changed and what's been going on. Sure. But yeah. I really still think here a couple of years later, a year removed from seeing you guys last, that that feeling is what people enjoy, that comfortable feeling, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go and we're going to go see a band play, but I don't really like the venue. It just, it's, it's pristine. You know, the tickets cost me 50 bucks. Like, there's all sorts of things that are against your favor. And I think what I'm figuring out is that if you can make people comfortable naturally, feed them, give them drink, whatever, music, and they're still comfortable. Or you just come and you sit down, you have a glass of whiskey, but you're really comfortable and it just feels like a good vibe. Mm. Something right's going on. Yeah. Something right is happening because you feel good. Mm-hmm. And you're not feeling good because you're consuming too much alcohol or you know too many, um, too much coffee or whatever. You feel good because it, well, there's something inside of you that just says this feels right. I don't know what that part of us is, but I'm sort of on this journey to find out how to how to sort of feed that good wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to feel good. I want my kids to feel good. My wife, like you, you do a bang up job on a, on an exam or a patient or something. 
awesome. You do a poor job. Awesome. It's okay. You know, um, those are the things I'm trying to learn about now is how do you move in any direction, either with a business or not, and still have your pride, but a good pride, have your ego, but a very, very in check ego, right? Like an ego that is, that is not there to, to go buy a $65,000 truck because you can, is an ego that says, calm down, grasshopper. <laughs> you don't need a $65,000 truck. Exactly. You'd be much better suited having the peace of mind knowing that that $3,000 truck or whatever it may be is going to do the exact tasks that you need. Nothing more, nothing less. That makes it perfect. Mm. So, I digress a bit. When we last met, our shop in Collinsville hadn't even been turned on. Right. Right. Remember, we didn't have anywhere to sit. Yeah. Like we had to like <laughs> get some some plastic tables and some wooden chairs and like uh-huh. like piece it together. It was like a bottle rocket, man. Like we worked so hard and so long on that place that we just went through the roof. Well, if you're not a skilled driver and you go zero to 150 miles an hour, you're probably going to crash. I'm not a skilled anything that I can put my finger on. I mean, I have my old jobs that I used to do, but anything now that I'm doing, geez, I don't know, man. Let's just take a wag at it and see what happens. So that was sort of the building, right? Right. So we went from having that and um, doing some really wonderful things and having some great parties. And then you wake up one day and you go, this is taking a lot of my time. This is taking a lot of me, right? My body, my mind, my energy, everything. It felt like it was eating away at my soul, whatever that is, Mm. you know? Just, you know, 15, 16-hour days, right? You come in in the morning and you're like, oh, my God, I'm I'm dreading this. Like, you open the door and you know it's going to be 120 degrees in there by by lunch. No AC, no nothing. You know what I mean? Like, things started adding up. They're just like the city of Collinsville really wanted us there. We really wanted to be there. But, you know, whenever I'm preparing for a massive party, like we had this huge um, anniversary party where a few bands played and that whole thing. I mean, I passed out multiple times. One time I passed out and woke up in my own vomit. I was just dehydrated. I wasn't taking care of myself. It was just, as my wife has said many times, bless her heart, barrel like became everything. Like, I mean, I was consumed. Like, there was stuff on the walls upstairs from Barrel. There was, I mean, there was stuff everywhere. It was just, like, consuming. And then, you know, we go forward and we have this amazing party and it it almost validates my hard work, right? Like, in my mind, I'm going, see, everybody? Like, this is exactly what everybody wanted. And my family and my kids are looking and shaking their head. They're like, Dad, you're not well. Mm. You know, something's going on. So, you know, we go on and on and... And I'm I'm really doing my best to to make this um, dream of a lot of people my own. I thought I was supposed to have that facility. I thought that's the only way I could be a legitimate businessman. I thought all sorts of shit. I thought I want to have somewhere for people to come and hang out. But see, all these wants and all these sort of needs, if you will, come from a, a younger me, a much younger me that didn't have anything, that didn't have a lot of friends because we moved all the time. You know, um, I never finished a school in the same school or in the same building until like junior high. Shit just wasn't fun. And as an adult, for some reason, I think subconsciously, I was trying to surround myself 
with all of the things and all of the people and all of the events that that I thought were going to be like, oh my God, this is it. This is finally me. Like I've completed the circle. This is me. I get to have a cigar and start writing checks, right? Yeah. Well, there's one day, and I, I can't remember the day. I can't put my finger on it, where I realize that I, I can't stop. I realize that what's happening is inside of me and around me is it's a it's it's almost like a train and I'm not able to pull the brake. Like it's just going and going. And so uh <laughs> finally it took um it took a lot of talking to from uh my my mother, whom I hadn't had in my life for many, many years. All right. Uh, well over a decade and and mostly back to childhood. Um, dad was never in my life. My whole, n- never, never in my life were, were, were my father and I close. They showed up, came here, my house, and sat down with my wife and me, you know, my mom, all that. They made me realize that, dude, this isn't you and you need to slow down. You need to stop, you know. One thing led to another and I realized that I wasn't going to slow down mentally or physically, unless I went and sought some professional help. And so that's what I did. I went over, uh, being a veteran, I'm lucky enough to have access to um, the local VA hospital. Yeah. And uh, I went over and sat down with them and did some talking. And at the end of the day, the best thing that we could think of was, hey, it's time to go uh, to go hang out in, in the hospital for a while. And so that's what I did. I went for a few days and slowed down and Came out a different person. Yeah. I did, man. Mm-hmm. I came out like, I'm not going to say I'm great by any means. I wouldn't ever let those words, you know, come out of my mouth, but I feel great. I feel amazing. This was just after a couple of days? Uh, it was about a week, week maybe a little bit longer than a week, but not not much longer than that, if if any. Uh, it felt like forever, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, but it it changed me, man. It I came out. And uh, when somebody speaks, I I really listen. And I try my damnedest to not talk because my mouth wants to say things that I don't want it to say yet. Like I haven't heard what I want to respond to yet. But so many of us do that. Mm. You know, so many people, you'll be in mid-sentence. And I would challenge both of you when you leave today and you go to a restaurant or you go to a store, just watch, just pay attention. Yeah, Nobody lets the other person talk anymore. Mm -hmm. Nobody. And I'm not saying that that's going to kill anyone. But the fundamentals of our communication in this culture are verbal. It's like everybody has an agenda. Like this conversation, I'm I only need this out of this conversation. Totally. So if I hear what I want to hear, I finish that conversation. I'm out, and then they zone out. Right, right. Yeah. Um. I, my kids will do it. My wife will do it. Mm-hmm. I still do it. Mm-hmm. But when I came out, I realized that I've been doing that. I also realized when I came out that I hadn't really been there i hadn't been present for my family yeah i'd been building something for my family right quote unquote but all they saw was dad when are you gonna be home Mm -hmm. and i would say to anybody that thinks that they want to start their own business or change careers whatever you you better know why you're doing it Mm -hmm. right like i i understand if you got to take a leap and it's like listen we need to earn X amount of money by next month or do whatever. I get that shit. But when people hide behind what I think is bullshit of like, oh, I'm trying to build this for my family. No, you're not. 
You're an ego-driven Western civilization male. Right. That's what you are. We've we've turned ourselves into this. We've we've built this thing that is just people crawling on top of people to get to the next person so they can climb over that person. And I, I get it. Everybody wants their piece of the pie. But you have to understand that that piece of pie may not be so good if your family ain't there to eat it with you or your good friends, right? Right. Like I had people that I called best friends that I haven't heard from since I came home last summer. I haven't even heard from them. And I, it's, it's not my job to go chase people down. If you don't appreciate or like who I am now versus who I was then, you know, if, if you don't like me because I won't sit down and have five beers with you because I know that when I get home, I'm not going to be the same person. Or if I don't sit down and drink half a bottle of whiskey like we used to do, I'm sorry. Like that's, that's just not me. It never was. That was me trying to find something or cover something up. Sure. So, so this whole thing, you know, what I've been talking about here is just a part of, of what's kept me busy since last time, you know, we were together. Yeah. There have been some amazing functions, right? And I don't want to, um, to uh, lessen their importance by any means. You know, we had our, our second cabin release down in Glen Carbon, Illinois. That was fantastic. It was exactly how we wanted it. Um, we tried to keep it a little lower key than the first one. The first one had like 400-something people Wow! at a bar and grill, right? And so, like, whenever I contacted my buddy there, Justin, that owns it, I know that he had to have been thinking, like, oh, geez, like, what in the hell, you know? But we showed up, and we had uh, a good amount of people, but they were all quality folks, and we actually all got to hang out and talk. Mm which was a stretch from other functions, right? Other functions that we've had or events have been like, like Jeremy's flying around 150 miles an hour and then he'll apologize three days later for not being able to talk to anybody. Well, that's a perfect example, right? Like if I would have just stopped doing what I was doing and sat down on a stage and just started shooting the shit, that becomes a really awesome, unexpected sort of event. But... I never did those kinds of things, right? Until now. Yeah. Um, we had our anniversary party, which was before the cabin. Uh, it's funny, the cabin event, um, I actually had to go to a concert the week before just to see if I could tolerate being around that many people at a big event again. Mm-hmm. Really, because I hadn't done it in a while. Right. And I had sort of woken up thinking, I don't mean that day, but like like sort of you know, <laughs> metaphorically woken up. Sure. To not really liking a whole lot of people mm-hmm. just because of behaviors, not for personal reasons. Just like, God dang, I wish I could get a word in edgewise with this guy. I guess I'm never going to, so forget it. Whatever. Those kinds of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the anniversary party was if I said exhilarating, I would be underestimating or under uh, underselling it, I guess. We had a few bands play, and then we had the headliner come up, and what nobody knew was I was going to come up with that band as their vocalist right and we'd we'd only been able to practice a handful of times together they they were perfect i was the issue we get on stage and it turned into like this this release of energy like i've never had before in a very positive manner right this shirt ends up coming off and i'm just going nuts for like an hour or whatever it was and then we get done and people approach us like the members of the band and they're like that was the best show i've ever seen why have we never heard this? Blah blah blah. Well, you know, a few months later, you know, I'm back. I'm with them, 
and they want me to be their lead vocalist, and I'm just floored. I'm just like, me? Really? Like, that was good? Was that good? Like, you know? <laughs> okay, people liked it. Cool. And the people were amazing. The band is called Elbow Through Hammer, and they have... I mean, whenever I say, like, incredible musicianship and vocalist, it's unreal. Like, me being there is like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just not expected, right? And so uh, next thing you know, they want me to be the, their main vocalist. And uh, I go, uh, what do we do? Another another couple shows. Pretty good, right? And then all of a sudden, this whole thing hits me where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, and it's very unfair for other people to be like, oh, yeah, you're with this and now you're not. But what I need people to know is that it's not them. It's in the truest sense of the words. It's it's me. And it's just me trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that that's not something I would love to do. But right now, man, the anxiety levels that I get thinking about doing those kinds of things again, dude, they smack me right down on my ass. And people don't really know that. But since I had that sort of breakdown, I really have to put a lot of effort into going out and doing those things again. So like I was saying earlier, and I I apologize, I went to a concert with a buddy of mine, well, a member of our company, Jordan. I went to a um, concert with him, and he's like, listen, you got to get out, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, he's like, cool, you did it. You're good in front of people. You're solid. Now we can go on with the, the cabin event. And in a sense, he was right. Like, there was definitely a big part of me that was thinking, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I can barely talk to people. At the time, I was absolutely having um, having difficulty even speaking. Like, I was forcing words out. I was stammering and stuttering. Something had happened in my mind, in my brain, and in my nervous system that was messing me up, man. Mm-hmm. Shaking like crazy all the time. And I was like, yeah, we can go do it. And so we go and we get it done. We watch all the bands and it's great. And we leave. And that's when he tells me that that was part of his agenda, right? Like he didn't spring this on me. He was just like, you got to go, you got to go. And then we get done. He's like, all right, cool. You did it. So then we go and we do the cabin event. And, uh, you know, I've, (laughs) it wasn't even close to the concert. The concert was bonkers, man. I mean, like I said, I've never seen anything like it. Cabin was cool. It was like really, really mellow and it was great people. Some members of my old band came and they played. It was fantastic. And that's the last event we had as Barrel. We've been been busy, been plenty busy. You know, we we moved Barrel out of said space, right, in Collinsville, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and we moved the things back to my residence in Troy, Illinois, uh, we do, you know, the dirty work in one room that's, you know, it's been sort of made to be, it's all, you know, no flooring and just shelving and very industrial. Uh, we have another st- area that's set up, <clears throat> you know, where we're at now for the video stuff coming to be. And then we have production out there, which is, or packaging, which is nothing more than a workstation and mailers and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then raw or a uh, package product on the wall behind it. So it's really it's a perfect setup for us for where my mind is now and where I want to be. I'm not chasing retailers anymore. Like I'm, I used to be out there and it was like, if I I wasn't going two or three days a week to hit up new retailers then I wasn't doing my job, it's not exactly true, you know? So what I'm trying to do now more is tighten the, the bolts, right? Like, do I need to record something for social media? 
Yeah, I do. All right, cool. Let me get downstairs, plug up the light or, you know, turn on all the lighting, turn on the mics, all that stuff. Let's, let's knock it out. If I'm producing, I'm here too, you know, and if something happens with my family, do I need to pay attention to that? I can, you know, uh, I can have my, my dog Cade here, my service pup, and she's not bothering anything, right? She's not going wallowing in the dirt in the back corner of the shop. It's, comfortable it's i i would say that it's probably what most people want to do on a daily basis is just wake up and go to work in their home mm-hmm. like at least me like, i love that yeah i'd say once they know you know once once they, they have that awareness about because what you're talking about here jeremy and you can correct me if i'm if i'm off at all but a shifting of your your perceptions based on idealism you had this ideal way of doing things yeah. and you even mentioned uh, the ideal uh, according to uh, the the child Jeremy, mm-hmm. the kid mm-hmm. Jeremy. We all yeah. have ideas. Yeah. But even being a rock star yeah. or having a business, you have this brick and mortar building where you have this business and you have parties there and this and that. And you're shifting because you're learning as you go that this really isn't what you wanted after all. And you you yeah. seem so much happier now, yeah. where you're so much more expressive now than yeah. than a year ago. Well, and it had to have been all these changes that have taken place. I would say it's a culmination of my mind. Um, and the finding out who the people were that were around me that would really back that. Like there are people out here in my, in my, my sphere, if you will, that absolutely do not want me to do what I'm doing right now. I, I need to be out there hustling and, and having a storefront and making ends meet because that's what they do. Mm. That's not my problem. Right. It's no longer my concern. Um, my concern is finding a couple good distributors that like to move product and then they go find the shops to sell at. You know, um, I already sell at most of the shops I want to sell at, at least on this side of the river, on the Illinois side. Um, there's definitely some targets in St. Louis that I'd love to, to get our product in, but I'm tightening bolts right now. I'm not mm-hmm. expanding. I'm tightening bolts. Um, you know, whether it, whether it's to find the best deal on good lighting, you know, for our, our <laughs> upcoming YouTube channel, uh, or it's just realizing that, I, I don't know, any little minute detail. Those are the things that I want to work on now. I, I want to do those. I want to I tighten up our shipping procedures. You know, I want to you know, make sure that we're paying, you know, that we're getting the best deal on materials. And I don't have to do any more than that. Like I, I need, I, I want to sell product, but if I didn't sell another product this year, my wife and I aren't going anywhere. My kids aren't going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I'm still moving product. We're just trying to really, we don't want it to, I don't really like the idea or the perception that, oh wow, they're just sort of like melting away into the background. No, no, no. We're busy. We're, it just doesn't, this shit doesn't happen overnight. And I used to want everything to happen overnight. Absolutely. Um, right? right? I mean, you always any, want it right yes. here, right now. That's it, the culture that we live in, and it, we have that drive that exactly. is oftentimes unhealthy. Am I right? Man, I'm going to say not only is it unhealthy, it's downright deadly. Yeah. Because let's go back for a minute. Let's just for a second. Now, we were talking about like the last year or so. But the most important thing that I got out of that year of sort of like, Oh my God, hustle, 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 you know, like like a bunny rabbit just going, going to just literally laying on the floor 
having days in my own home where I don't want to move because I don't know what's happening to me. Like, where's my go? Where's the old me? Like, why do I not want to get out of the sweatshirt and these, you know, sweatshorts all day? Which this isn't a bad thing if you're getting shit done, but that doesn't exactly create creativity for me. It doesn't, you know, like I do need to be around people. I do need to be doing this stuff, but I will never again say that I'm doing anything for anybody else other than me because I know it's true. I know it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. I don't sweat my ass off and bust my ass just for other people. Mm. I still get stuff out of it. Whether it's like a warm, fuzzy feeling like, yay, I did something for someone else. Right. I'm done lying to myself. So when you stop lying to yourself and you stop letting that ego move you forward, that's the only time you can really, really do wonderful things. <laughs> because at least you know that when you're doing something, it's for you at least a little bit. All right, cool. Now we're honest. Let's get that out of the way. Now let's talk about the things that I can do for you. Hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's not so much just like, oh, yeah, I went and volunteered at a soup kitchen. That makes me want to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> because you think you just did something. But you didn't. You go back home and everything's fine, you know? Um, this house, I go round and round with this house. It's fucking huge. But I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing with Beryl if we didn't have this house. Not here. Not like this. Yeah. It'd be totally different, right? So... Um, I'm the one thing, like I said, that I really got out of, of this last year, kicking my own ass and then pulling myself off, self, excuse me, self up off the floor is that knowledge of who I am and really who I'm not. But then something that you, you had mentioned before we started talking, which is funny because it's the next piece I'm getting on me is, um, how to truly be mindful Right, mm -hmm. like there's, there's, I've heard a few people say that word lately. Yes, it's very trendy right now. I, I think it might be not a bad thing. But yeah, I walked is. into a mm -hmm. uh, subway with my daughter on the way home from Columbia, Missouri, and there was a young man in there just being a little shit. And all I did was I looked at him and I said, "Young man, I said you don't know me and I don't know you, but you should probably be a little bit more mindful that you're not the only person in this building." Immediately changed. Immediately, I didn't. I didn't curse at him. I didn't yell at him. Mm -hmm. I said one word. I'm mindful. And um, a lot of people don't know what that means. But when you put other people before you, I mean, people learn. People learn, you know. Um, whether it's, it's as simple as not cutting someone off in traffic. As simple as opening a door, right? Like there's nothing that makes me more angry out in the public that's probably a stretch. There's probably way more things that make me angry. <laughs> However, something that really bothers me is somebody that intentionally does not hold the door open for somebody. I've seen it. It's happened to me many a times. They make eye contact with you. Then they just let the door, the door go. Okay, listen. It's not going to kill any of us, right? Whether that door is opened or closed. But that same person, I guarantee, does... Uh, does A through Z of more bullshit mm -hmm. throughout their day. Yeah. And they're going to go home and be mad at everybody else when they never took a look at themselves and said, why did somebody else get mad at me? And then why did I get mad in return? Well, because they did something. You know, um, I created an environment that wasn't healthy. I did that. But most people, they don't want to look through that or around that. They just, it's done there. Then they go home and they're, they're angry. 
about, you know, 10 things that happened to them. Stop, breathe, you know, get yourself grounded again and realize that you are not the only person that is in this room. You're not the only person that that is affected by your decisions. So that has been barrel sort of up to now. (laughs) A lot lot of insight that we could unpack all through that. (laughs) Right. right, Yeah, we could could go all over that. The last point you made, though, it's it's something I think about. It's the continuous nature of interaction. It's the ripple effect, the butterfly effect, if you will. You know, probably that that hypothetical or, or, you know, at some point in time, real person that didn't hold the door open, made the eye contact, didn't hold the door open. Probably something like that happened to that person. Therefore, it just passes on down. Well, it didn't. You know, someone someone didn't hold the door open for me. So you know, fuck. I'm not going to hold the door open for someone else now. Right. Right. right yeah. And so we, we. I always try to urge people to be the point where that negativity stops. That's what you can do in this world. You can stop the negativity with yeah. you and, yeah. and not spread that that ripple. Change that ripple. Change its its direction. Change the trajectory of the interaction because. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned it a lot, but like Carl Jung, and this is, I'm butchering the phrase, but he basically said human interaction is just like a, a chemical process. Once two chemicals meet, they're never the same again. It's always changing. We're always changing each other. Try to change each other for the positive, yeah. because otherwise you're just perpetuating that negativity throughout the, you know, the world. Absolutely, who, who, man. I mean, who knows how far it's going to go? Well, I think it's already gone around the world. I mean, I, I think that's the thing. I think that that negativity... That sort of like need to one up somebody mm-hmm. has gone around the world a few times over now, and now that's sort of why you go to go to the UK. You don't get treated much different than you do here. You know, go to Germany, pretty pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle East, you know, and I'm not talking about in a combat situation, but treated about the same I get treated here. Mm. It, it's there's something that's really gone awry in our in our DNA somewhere, I think, that um, that has made us all this way. So, okay, do we lay in bed and cry about it? No. Tried that. It didn't work. You know, it wasn't good for me. Get back to just going out and being mindful in the public. Yeah. Just get back out there. Try to make your little change that you can. And I don't mean get in the car and be like, all right, what am I going to do that's nice? No, Mm -hmm. just in your daily life. Be nice to somebody. Jesus Christ, if you're at the gas station and you're getting something for your morning drive of coffee, pick one up for somebody at work that you really don't ever talk to. If you just do it one time, just one fucking time. Yeah. And that will make your life infinitely better because now every time you see that person, I guarantee they're going to be better to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can be mindful. Um, You you can give, you know... (laughs) Uh, you can make things, you know, you can try to be creative and give people things through an actual product. Um, but for the love of God, stop doing the same fucking shit you did yesterday. Yes. Oh my God, man. I mean, I, I, I've, I've told my kids this ad nauseum and I think they probably think I'm even fucking nuttier than I really am. <laughs> but if you wake up today and all you do is think about the shit that you did yesterday or the, you were mad yesterday and you wake up today and you're, oh, you're mad again because you never got any resolution. That's on you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? A problem is only a problem until you fucking kick it out of your space. You know, I had a good friend of mine tell me once last year, he said, don't let them rent space in your head. Holy shit, man. Right. Like I was like, at the time, I'm like, oh, hey, high five, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But then, you know, I come home and I sort of like... 
like like stew on it, and I'm thinking, I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, they created that chemical reaction at first. Someone else did. Yeah. But I'm responsible for how I move forward. Right. And that, dude, God, this is so, how many things have we all done in our daily life? You leave the house, you're mad, you slam the fucking door. I do it all the time. My wife fucking hates it. I know she hates it, so I do it more. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just admitting it. I mean, I know why. Like, now yeah. I can go in. I know why I do the things I do. Uh-huh. Before, I just freaking did things. So if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to control 20 thoughts that are in my head today. You, The three of us in this room can say that the number 20, as far as a cellular or molecular level or a thought level, is infinite. Or it's minute, right? It's tiny. There's mm-hmm. not. I mean, 20 thoughts. Right. All right, so I'm going to take it back. If you can control one thought in your head today, and then tomorrow you try for two. And these thoughts that I'm talking about are thoughts that would have otherwise made you get up and go and get a fourth soda, made you yell at your kid, uh, made you, fuck, I got a dog I can't stand right now, made made you hate your dog, whatever. (laughs) you know. Um, One of my dogs is just boiling me up right now. But anyway... No matter what it is, that's you. That's you. You walk yep. out the door, and you're like, whew, man, that was a shitty podcast. Now we're, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> cool. That's on you, right? right? Yeah. But it could also be on me to be like, hey, guys, I know that, I, that that wasn't the best. X, Y, or Z happened, and I'm sorry. Let's do that again. As opposed to, man, they, they I spent two hours with them, and they didn't even put it on the air. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be mad about that. Well, that's that onus. That's a personal responsibility, right? Like, I tell my wife and my kids the same thing. But another thing that we have lost as humans isn't just, I shouldn't say humans, in our culture, our society, not just the mindfulness, but um, we've lost the ability to be direct. And I mean, (laughs) no, 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 I'm right here. Like, let's talk, right? right? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, when the wife says, hey, um... I'm going to make this chicken. I know you don't really care for it. I don't get mad anymore. I just tell her, sweetheart, if that's what you're going to make, that's fine. I'll probably eat a little. But I may you know, I may have some fruit or vegetable or something. Who knows? More than likely a fruit, not a vegetable. <laughs> I'm just being honest again. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to learn that. <laughs> trying to learn more honesty and more vegetables. i got to get both. And so, uh, so anyway, that directness, I think... As long as you're using a direct tone and, and like sort of inflection and like you have something real that needs to be said and somebody else is receiving it in that manner, and let's say you don't know them, game changer, dude. I mean, I have told more people than you'd probably believe, hey, you're not listening to me, so I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I've told them that. I don't just stop and walk away anymore. I used to. But then that leaves them with the possibility. There's a chance that they think, oh, that guy's an asshole. What the hell? He just walked away from me. No, I didn't. You were talking over me. You stopped talking to me. You started ignoring me. Checking your phone constantly while I'm trying to talk to uh-huh. you. That happens to me. It drives me insane. Dude, I, I tell you what. Being more mindful of other people's usage has made mine... Dude, that phone's in my pocket all day. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten it now with notifications that it, it barely tells me anything. I got friends that are like, dude, why aren't you responding? 
You texted me 25 minutes ago. <laughs> if it was that important, why didn't you call me? Right. <laughs> Just saying, dude. I mean, I'm trying to figure this life thing out, and you might want to get on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely, man. Right. Because I don't think that... Um, I don't think that that's it. I really don't. I'll just go there. I think that that we are supposed to figure this shit out, and then there's something else. I really do. And if you don't figure it out, well, good luck. If yeah. you do figure it out, welcome on board. Right. Yeah. I'm wanna... not a, a, a I'm not a religious man in the form of you know uh, um, Christianity, Buddhism, any of that. Mm-hmm. But I do love taking bits and pieces from them. But anyway. I want to backtrack just a little bit. So for one, I know you're itching like hell to say the Frank Reagan phrase this entire time. <laughs> it never so, even crossed my mind. You lied to me. Never you lied to me. Mind. Okay, well, it fits here, so go ahead and say it. Bring it, man. <laughs> well, one of my favorite quotes, it's actually from a TV show, one of the few that I actually keep up with, but uh, Frank Reagan from Blue Bloods always says, and I, this is a quote from an, another author, too. It might even be uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, but yeah. he, he always says, what matters is what you do next. And I wear that on me now, yeah. like just like this shirt I'm wearing. It's just as obvious. I, I'm constantly thinking that to myself. When I mess up, the best thing to do is to move forward, right? And I, I've always known this intuitively, but it seems like knowing that having having that quote in my head helps me to actually solidify the notion and to be able to move on. And so I try to express it as much as possible, whether working with clients or doing a podcast or whatever I'm doing, yeah. to just, you know, it's okay. What matters is what you do next. What matters is what goes from here. And that's that's what Colt's referring to. I, I live I by it. that motto now. I, I live by that, it. Man. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it's it's and it goes with everything. You slam your thumb with a hammer while you're nailing a board. Do you throw it and accidentally hit your kid in the head? Right. Or break yeah. out a window, or do you stand up and say, Wow, I need some ice on this? Mm-hmm. It's that simple, but how far removed are we from that? Right? Like, yeah. like we are, you know, and that's a question, but it's also a statement. Like, it's so hard for me to hang out with, with people that aren't really, that I haven't had that conversation with, or maybe, maybe they're never going to have that with me. I just don't have a lot in common with your normal guy that wants to show everybody how big his penis is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm sorry, I'm over that. Like, that part right. of my world is gone. And if that, if that kind of behavior and that kind of um, uh, one-upsmanship keeps going and is as pervasive as it is now, dude, this I'll be gone. I'll be out in the middle of the woods somewhere. All I right. promise you that. Barrel might still be going. You know, we might still be doing it from, you know, next door still out in the woods. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I will not continue to be a part of that kind of, well, I'll just say it, fuckery. Mm-hmm. Because that's all that I see it, it as now. I don't have time for it. I don't want to expose my family to it, and um, I want to be the best me and the best dad that I can be, and the best husband. I'm nowhere close. Holy shit! But man, have I got some work to do? You know, and, and like you said, man, that was an excellent quote. Just what are you gonna do next? Mm-hmm. You know, you were good yesterday. But if you're not good today, then you're no longer good. That was a memory. Yeah. Right? That's right. You were really nice, or you created a great product, or you you made a lot of people happy that one time. Right. So are you mm-hmm. going to remember that every day and le- lean on that? No, you shouldn't. Right. You should yeah. try to do, do it again. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and what you're talking about over and over again is, is mindfulness, being aware in the present moment, you know, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Even when you talked about, you know, waking up in the morning mad about something that happened yesterday, you know, really, and we talk about this in a lot of uh, psychological approaches, is that you don't have a continuous anger, the emotion. It comes in like a wave and then it subsides like a wave. So yeah. what happens is we repeat that thought over and over again. It starts up here in the brain. It doesn't it doesn't the emotion doesn't it's not perpetual like it seems to be. Because I've had weeks where I've been mad about something, right? Did you but, feel it in your chest? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. what was happening was I kept revisiting what what it was, the genesis of that of that anger in my head, it was the thought that was recurring. And that's something that I can control, see? And so once I can start controlling what I think next, then I can control how that anger, uh, whether whether or not it's there in the first place, but also how it affects yeah. me. See, I can I can let it come in, I can notice it, then I can watch it subside, and I can go on with my life. Yeah. I don't have to let those things affect me over and over and over again. Do you do that through breathing at all yet? I do. Do yes, you? Okay, good. Do. You know, that's something that I was going to recommend is like, mm-hmm. Anytime that I need to find my way back to sort of middle ground, if you will, yeah, um, is uh, and this is if I'm not out in the woods because if I go out in the woods for some reason, it's just natural. Mm-hmm. Like I come out and I'm like, wow, that that felt really good, absolutely. But um, to get myself grounded, I will legitimately breathe with. Um, I'll take deep breaths and then I'll have each hand cover my heart, like li- literally, like pressing against my chest so I can feel my heart beating. Mm. Wouldn't believe how quickly, and I mean like it snaps you back to sort of a middle, like this place where you can make a rational decision again. Dude, I'll walk away from my family and do it. I'll do it in my car, just, mm. mm-hmm. but I tell you the one thing that's helped me more with um, just daily stress and anger, I keep my ass in the right lane on the highway. Just slow yourself down? Slow down, buddy. Yeah. There ain't no damn reason why you got to go any faster than this person in front of you unless they're doing something stupid, which I've been behind some people doing 45. Sure. But I don't get mad. I sort of laugh. I'm like, well, you might want to speed up a bit. Like, you're going to hurt someone. <laughs> yeah. But no, and I don't want to I don't want to marginalize anything else that we've talked about. But I mean, good Lord, let's talk about really getting down to brass taxes with people that we interact with. Every one of them's flying down the fast lane trying to get somewhere because they're running late. Mm, always. You know always. what I do now whenever I walk in? If I'm late, I apologize about being late, but I did not kill anyone getting here. Yeah. You can't take that and like be mad at it. You cannot say <laughs> shit. All you can do be like, ah, uh, well, that's good, I guess. All right, let's get started. Right. <laughs> that's what I thought. I did not think that five or ten minutes was going to kill us, right? So... Uh, it's sort of a, a this humor that I'm able to have within myself now that not many other people know about. But it's just this inner dialogue of trying to be more peaceful, mm-hmm. trying to be more chill. There's time for everything, but come on, man. Right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a saying. Well, did you die? You know, <laughs> no. I, I made it. I made it here alive, and I didn't kill anybody. It didn't even come close. My to killing wife anybody. said that to my daughter yesterday. Yeah, she did. She literally just said that to her yesterday. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. But it's it's good logic. I love it. So let me ask you this. So we've kind of talked about the ups and downs of, over the past year and stuff. Um, but what I'm curious of is, do you think that 
the last year something you embrace now, or do you think that do you think that everything that has happened in this past year, whether it be up or down, is something that you needed to find the mindset that you're in now? Like if you would have started barrel here in your house in mm-hmm. the beginning and didn't go through all that stuff, do you think you'd be in the same spot you are now? You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> um, I, I would have never been in the same space. I needed that struggle. I needed that um, that dark place. I needed, I needed all of that. I needed um, to see that for some reason I needed to see that my family had my back. Like when I was down, I needed to see that about three or four friends had my back. When I was down, and they ain't here. I mean, they're here now. The everybody else is gone. Yeah, you know, nobody else wants to do or say anything. I needed to know those things, and so yeah, I think that there's not a chance in hell that I would have a. I think progressed into who I am becoming, or b um, wanted it any differently. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've talked in, at some length about my childhood um, and sort of my upbringing, if you will, um, and helping to raise my siblings. And it's part of what put me to where I am now. Mm. And I used to resent all of that really, really badly. Yeah. And now I'm really cool with it. Like it, that whole thing about, oh, it makes me who I am now. That's no bullshit. There's a lot more to it than that. And a lot of people will say it just off the cuff. But you get some sons of bitches that have been through some shit and they're still standing on top of that trash pile. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. They did it. They used that horrible shit. And I guarantee that not a one of us, because I mean, I'm I'm still climbing up my pile, but not a one of us that are in the process of trying to fix ourselves is mad at it. You can't be mad at it. You wouldn't be trying to fix yourself if you were mad at the process behind you. Right. There wouldn't be enough space. There wouldn't be enough time in the day. So, you know, I I try to play the same. <laughs> a friend told me this. Say, play the same really good song every morning, either as your alarm clock or not, that reminds you of why today is another day that you want to freaking just conquer. Just play a song. Everybody's got a great song that makes them feel good. Sure. I got one that makes me remind or reminds me of the family and the friends that I do have, right? Um every morning I listen to a song from an artist named Chuck Reagan. Uh he's formerly of a a, a sort of a punk rock band called uh, Hot Water Music. I, I I just adore them. I played pool with this gentleman one night at a club in St. Louis after a concert. And just always thought, like, oh, that guy's a really nice guy. Like, he was always super cool and down to earth. Played great music. Well, here I am later in life. I like, I'm listening to one tune from him and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this guy gets it. Like, I was listening to this new album from him called, um, I think it's Flame in the Flood or something. And I'd always hated this album because it was really sort of an upbeat take on what he'd done before. And then one day, like, after I'd really hit rock bottom, I turned it on. I was like, I really like this album. But every song was about sort of waking up and realizing that, hey, dumbass, it's not just you. And here's how we're going to deal with it, you know? And so I still listen to um, one of two songs on that album every morning. And it's 
I don't know, man. It's like, it's really something that helps me remember there's other people out there going through this shit, you know, whatever your shit may be. And you've got a full squad of badass people waiting to help you. Just ask. Mm. Just let go of the pride. Look through the ego, you know, just ask. That's where the hard part's at, is asking. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. As a grown-ass man, like the three of us basically are, Mm -hmm. dude, how hard is it to get your head to stop thinking that you're right about something that your, your mind is telling you you're wrong about it? You know you shouldn't still be angry about this. You know you shouldn't have yelled. You know you shouldn't do this. But I'm gonna anyway. <laughs> your, your, heels, your heels are dug in, and you're not giving up that ground, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to speak, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I really don't get it. But I think you know, it goes back to the mindfulness. It goes back to the um, sort of not digging your heels in when you think that you're right about something. Be open. Yeah. Like it really all goes back to having an open mind. Like, yeah. if you can just be mindful that that transgender woman over there didn't need to come ask you for your permission. Mm-hmm. So why are you mad? Yeah. Let it go, dude. It's not, and I don't want to even get into that because sure. that's, that's a different thing, mm-hmm. but it's just another person. It's just another thing, right? That's right. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. it's been life changing for me just to grow internally and wake up and realize that there's so much more out there than just, um, getting what I want out of the day. You know what I mean? Like, sure. dude, that, that, um, the mindfulness and then you had said something else that I don't recall offhand. Um, I'm sure I will at some point, but, um, the not thinking you're right all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle with this so much because as a, as a military man, you know, um, no, 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 I am right. This is how we do it. I'm right. Nobody ever told me whenever I was exiting, hey, bud, you're only right like half the time. <laughs> but we had to listen. When you yeah. get home, you're probably going to be right even less. You don't have to be right. If you're not right, you don't have to get mad about it. Mm. Nobody taught us those things. Nobody taught us that your family's not going to move at the same speed as your flight. Your family is not going to move at the same speed as your team. Just doesn't happen. Right. But we expect it. We throw down that gauntlet and we say, if you don't do it, damn it, you are not as good as I am. Whew. That's some do you who would ever say that to their wife or their kids? Mm-hmm. Right. But we do. We do say those things. Yeah. So um I I, I don't know why that the universe is pushing me in this direction. But I'm really glad that that I still have barrel and I still have that platform to interact with people and that product. And man, I can't, I, I still can't say how much I appreciate just you guys being here today and hanging out. Oh, we appreciate no, it too, man. Yeah. But one, I, of the, <laughs> one of the great things about talking to you is your life experience. You've got a wealth of experience, but the way that you can articulate these lessons that you're learning. See, this isn't just important. This It's very important for you. I can see how important oh, yeah. it is for you. Sure. But it speaks to people. You yeah. know, that, that speak, it speaks to me right now. Yeah. And so I can, I can just imagine that it speaks to our audience at least that much, if not more, to some people who are going through some some things that oh, yeah. where they need that insight, but sometimes it's difficult to find insight within 
ourselves. We need some kind of a trigger, some kind of an external force that kind of guides us in the right direction. Then we can start putting some puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned in my life. Try to find someone who can help you see in those directions and then take off. Yeah. Go with it. Make it yeah. yours. Own it. And then build on that. Build a stronger foundation. Not always thinking you're right is, is a thing that I've struggled with too, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, I liken it to my, you know, I grew up in an alpha male family. You know, it's just the way that we were. It, it's it's the way it is, the way it's supposed to be, right? That's how you come up. Yeah. Which which is good, you know, to, to an extent. If, if that's the way you want, it's, it's not bad. It's not good. It just is for me, right? That's the way I look at it. But, right. you know, it's, it's also, I've had to learn that for me not to get caught up in that heel digging into the dirt, not wanting to back down, I need to stop it way back here. I need to have yeah. the mindset that, you know what, let's just see other people's perceptions on this. You can, you can, I can still think that I'm right, but not have to dig my heels in. And, uh, I should still keep an open mind to let my, to let my answer change and shift. And maybe I'll come up with something even better because of someone else's perception. Yeah. And so that's helped me to grow, grow as a person overall and also grow within conversations. I can grow within a discussion that we're having. I usually do in a, in a good conversation. I will grow my perception of things based off of the things that I'm also taking in. Yeah. Even sometimes I don't agree with those things, but they help to reinforce or just for me to expand on totally. my on my previous mindset. Yeah. So just being flexible like that. Bruce Lee talked about being like water. You yeah. know, water it, it doesn't take it takes the shape of whatever, you know, it's it's contained in. And so always be flexible. That way you're never so rigid that you break. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Totally. Have you uh have you ever read the study or seen anything online? Um there's a gentleman decades ago that did a study with water. And this is this is getting a little out there, but I want you to check this out. It's really it's it's sort of uh, mind melting to watch it happen. This gentleman takes um, takes glasses of water, mm. right? And uh, he plays music while the water is freezing, right? And depending on the frequency of the water, the the or the music, the water freezes with a different amount of clarity. And when he got to a certain note or frequency, same thing, yeah, or tempo or frequency with a with a certain tempo. The water froze brown and like nasty. There's nothing else added to it. So why I say that is the people that we surround ourselves with, the music we listen to, all those things, they give off what many people call vibrations or frequencies, right? This study is so cool because what are we mostly filled with or made of? Water. Mm. Well, when you're constantly getting the wrong vibration or the wrong frequency or the wrong just people around you, it's only natural that you're probably not going to be as good as you could be, mm -hmm. right? Now, I am in no way, shape, or form smart enough to get into what the hell is going on with that water, <laughs> but it's been done and it's been over and it's been done over and over again. So I would say that the way that we react to people, the way we behave to people, the tone of our voice, everything really does matter. Like at a at a cellular level, it matters. Like I think things happen to us internally, to our organs, to the blood, to the to whatever's in there when you're in a high stress situation. Even if it's just a perceived high stress situation. Cause again, we trick ourselves pretty good. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would I was throwing that out there mainly. I think it's cool as hell. But you guys should check that out. I definitely I, I, will. I wish I could remember his name. It's just a yeah. it's a, a, a frozen water and frequency study. Um, 
it's it's really neat and there's so much more to it if you can just really open your mind and go oh wait a minute good lord there's a lot of water around me mm. and what happens if you really if frequencies negative or positive really do cause some sort of change then holy shit we need to have a bigger conversation on a much larger level but there's you know there's people that i guess debunk it and there's people that that say that it's that's that prove it but uh i'm just sitting here watching it and listening to it and thinking it's awesome even even metaphorically you can take away from that the moral of the story is don't surround yourself with negativity right the wrong frequency is going to jack you up it's going to cause you to be brown and and nasty (laughs) murky (laughs) and please we don't mean brown on the exterior we mean on the interior just like the water is what i was referring to for god's sake i just thought that i'd clear that up real quick before we all just go to jail we can can cut that out it's not a big deal I think it's real though. It's part of the study, and it is real. Um, But I don't think that. um, Man, I I wonder. Like I often wonder, are there enough people out there that really want to want to see what I would call a sea change or a paradigm shift? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, there are a few people out there. There's smatterings of us that are talking about these things and reading and studying and realizing, like, oh crap, I'm doing the wrong stuff. But I still look outside and I see all the same shit. So there's a lot of people, millions of people out there that are just, well, chasing the next race, right? Or chasing the next iPhone, or you know what? Um, I, I don't, I don't know what's what happened or what's wrong with us, but something is definitely wrong with us. It, it really is. I think that that we have gotten so smart that we just outsmart ourselves every day. We lie to ourselves about multiple things, whether it be how good my company's doing or how well a product turned out mm-hmm. or anything. Just stop, stop, stop. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? It, I think it's a, a product of evolution, the evolution of mankind. Yeah. Even if you don't want to go back to Darwinism and things like that, just the way that we've evolved over the past, you know, thousand, two thousand years. Yeah. You know, in order to survive, it's survival of the fittest, the strongest survive. You know, we get sure. in there and we mm-hmm. we cut down the most trees, we kill the most animals, you know, we we thrive and we we get the most land, we clear off the most right. land and we have the biggest herd. And it's just been passed down that way yeah. until now we're we're doing just that. But the, of course, the the world has changed, and, and so now we're doing that not for ourselves. We're doing that for the corporations and things like that. Yeah, but well, I think it's been a natural process leading up to this. It has. But here's the thing: up to this point, when a nail needed hammered, a man does it. Those times are changing, right? That's very true. You know, so yeah, it was like the bigger, the stronger. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're fast, well, then you're gonna run. You're gonna do this. Yeah. You know, if you're really strong. Well, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> one of my guilty pleasures, something that my mother had me watch, or well, she watched a lot as a child, was Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't see from season to season, I know most people would know this, um, progression technologically. It was, dude, they had a horse, they had a buggy. Uh, the store, you know, the house got destroyed. They had to go build another one out of trees that they went and cut down. Right. That's, that's a different world that we live in now. Mm hmm. But I, I honestly think that we used to force adaption. We'd say, you know what? This hammer's way too heavy. There's got to be something as strong that I can make this hammer out of this lighter. And you'd go and you'd find it and you'd do it or you'd pay somebody to do it. There's no more of that. It, at least not much. I mean, yeah, we're trying to make the car better. We're trying to make everything better. But we're still the same people. And there is no more 
I can do it better or faster or quicker for most of our world anymore. Now it's just who can write the best software and everybody else chases up the hill to use the software. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Yeah. The only possible chance change that we could see and it's already on the future is AI, right? Like, and I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even that guy, (laughs) but it's happening. Yeah. And it's scary as shit what it's doing. Yes. And you can't get rid of it from what I've heard and read. Once you turn that shit on and open the box, it's done. It's done. It's, and it's, it's and the box has already been opened. It has. It, it it's, absolutely it's, has. It's, it's doing it. It's it happening. Has. And there's a reason why, and I, I hate it because it's so convenient, but there's a reason why these doctors and these gurus and these people all over the world are saying step one really should be to set your phone down. You should get off social media. Mm-hmm. You should stop finding joy in things that aren't going to provide real meaningful joy and get back to working on those. You know, instead of me saying, do you want to do a podcast, you know, over a message, use a fucking phone and you call. Right. And I'm not, I'm not dogging on you for what we <laughs> right. do because I right. do it all fucking day. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but hey, let's, let's say, yeah. hey, I know this voice. What's up, man? Uh-huh. But that text with you may not have been, if I didn't like you or know you, no differently than the guy that was trying to sell me something via an ad on that same channel. So how do we do it? Mm. Fuck, I don't know. Like, I I do have a phone that has no smart nothing, no anything. I can't even really text from it. That would take me forever. <laughs> and I'm really seriously considering thinking about using it. And just maybe carrying my laptop or my tablet in a backpack and saying, if I need to get online, I can. But it's hard. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm addicted. Yeah. I, I am so addicted to knowing when an order comes in. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really at that point now where I'm ready to tell our customer base, hey, listen, if you place an order today at 1 o'clock p.m., it may not get out till tomorrow because I'm, I'm doing shit. Like, I'm doing other things, you know. Um, I still don't want people to think the barrel is some, like, massive company. It's not. It's me. It's my wife, and it's it's our friend Jordan. So, is it okay? Will people respond and say, "Well, I ordered it on Monday, but you didn't ship it out till Tuesday. You guys suck." Well, guess what? I got a response for that, and you're not going to look or feel good about it. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I, I could do the normal like businessman thing and be like, "Hey, dude, oh, so sorry, man. We're gonna and be full of shit." Or I could say, "Hey, listen, my kids were off school today, so I was hanging out with them." Um, you'll get your shit. I promise you'll get it. Mm-hmm. You'll get it in two or three days. I, I promise. Um, but see, that kind of thing is what I was running away from before. I was like, oh my right. God, I can't be on the hook for other people whenever I, I'm not even like right myself. Like something's not right. Um, well, that's kind of understandable in the beginning of a business though, because you feel like you, you can't let anybody down in the beginning, right? You have to get feet underneath you before you can. Brother, if I told you that my business was the only place that I, I took on that role and that responsibility, I'd be lying. I lived my entire adult life thinking I couldn't let anybody down. Dude. Wow. You can't do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. I wish somebody would have told me that. <laughs> I really thought that everything had to be stalwart. I thought everything had to be lock and step. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my God, dude, whenever I was an airman, my uniform was always tip top. You know, the awards came, the decorations, uh, the rewards, everything was very easy because there was never a moment where I wasn't thinking of making that one prize, like the the prize of my eye, right? Like, that's it. I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. 
but there was always something next, right? Well, I've stopped trying to find the next things to make me happy. I've stopped trying to find the thing, all those. I can mess up here, and I have now, and I realize it, and I'm good to move forward. The old me, if I would have messed up, dude, it's over. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. It's, I mean, it got bad. It got really bad. I would sink into depression. I would, it was horrible. But now I'm finally realizing that it's okay. Because if I mess something up, all I got to do, and I don't mean like as like a way out, but I know what I have to do. I messed up. Tell my customer base, hey guys, I screw this up. It's going to be another day or week or whatever. Sorry, it's coming. Um, and I don't have to go to bed wondering how am I going to sleep tonight because I'm going to toss and turn all night thinking about this fuck up. I don't think that our customer base, like our society members or subscribers to our, our monthly product thing, um, I don't think that there's a single one of them that would would give me any shit if I said, hey guys, you know, sorry I messed something up, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's already slipped past like the time frame. Like I already want to get product out faster every month. But again, it's me. You know, some days it's my wife when she's not working her job, and some days it's uh, it's my buddy Jordan when he's not working his. So I'm finally realizing that you can't do it all. You're definitely never going to do it perfectly, mm -hmm. especially if you're shooting for all. But if I shoot for halfway and I get three quarters awesome, I'm pretty good with that these days. Yeah, yeah, I really am, man. Like. And it's it's created a, a, a different environment around me and around my family. I I couldn't tell you while we were really in that uptick to the first year or so, a time where I was ever comfortable to just get in the car and tell my kids and my wife, hey, let's go on a road trip. I was always worried, right? Always. Now, let's go for the weekend. Come on, let's get out of here. Nice. And I yearn for it. Yeah. I want to get away more now than I ever have in my life. For some reason, I don't want things anymore. I want to go see things, see places. That's all I want. It's weird. Like all I want mm -hmm. is to go see, you know, the Rockies again. You know, I used to love live there, and I love that place. All I want to do is go down to Southern Illinois to wine country, take a hike. You know, like there are things that I want to do. There's no more things that I, I I've got to have. You know, I think that's a thing now because I even I know have some friends and stuff who have uh, decided that like around Christmas time, instead of doing gifts, they plan a big trip and they yeah. go see things or they do a vacation or something like that instead. Right, right. So I don't know if it's like, you know, just something that's happening now or if it's just the people that is in my in my view that I see doing that. There is a I, shift. I really, I really like the idea. There is a shift, right? Yeah, I think like, it's, we it's, talked it's about that. It's a response to... It, it is. Yeah, it is. It's like, holy cow, our friends are doing this and we know why they're doing it and it's amazing. Let's try that. Mm-hmm. Good, because you weren't going to hear about it on MSNBC or Fox. or C They weren't going to tell you, don't go buy a bunch of shit. Right. Or don't go buy a new truck, right? Right. It doesn't work that way, you know? Mm -hmm. I went. I sold a, a, my, oh God, I, I miss it. I'll admit it, my Expedition EL, big black lifted. Dude, I could take anyone and anybody, right? And nobody got in the way. Because I was always in the fast lane in that big truck. Yeah. Sucking down the petrol. Yeah, I got a 99 Jeep Cherokee now. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where you can't just say you want to do things to make change. You have to mm -hmm. do them and you have, 
they have to be seen by other people. You have to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, I hope as soon as my kids and my wife saw me get rid of what I thought was my massive have to have awesome ride down to what I have now, I'm hoping that that is a tick for them. Just a little check. Like, okay, cool. Dad really means it this time. Mm -hmm. He really means it because I tell you what, my son's 10 and I see um, behavior and reactions in him that were the old me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. I got roughly six to eight more years to try to fix that. And my daughter, not so much. She's 13. Only got a few more years with her. But I hope that she gets sees the change and realizes that the dad meant it, you know, when he said it. Yeah. And that's because before I, I don't, I never meant it when I said it, or at least nobody ever saw me meaning things. I, I know I would say I would do something and then I would get too busy. And then I would say, oh, it's not my fault. I just got busy. Mm-hmm. No, man. Like, if you've only got a quarter to write on, you ain't got nowhere to write. Nowhere else. There's nowhere that you just write on that quarter. And that's it. That's your responsibility, right? Um, I, I don't... I, it's hard. It's really, really difficult to see your kids growing up and becoming what you used to be. Yeah, knowing that you probably had a hand in that influence, of course. Some well, guess of what? Genetics, hey, but if she was a fucking superstar football player, I'd sure shit take uh, responsibility for that, wouldn't <laughs> Absolutely, I? Absolutely right. Oh, she got dad's genes. <laughs> <laughs> when she fucking freaks out and cries and goes and hides in a room for three days. That's her mom, right? Uh, yeah, that's her. Mom. No, that's fucking me too. Right. Even more so. Right. I was a subpar football player at best. I just had a tribe of people that surrounded me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I stuck to it. You know, I, yeah. I, I had that, that tribe mentality. I had that, the camaraderie. Well, then, then I went in the military. I had that tribe that meant that, well, then I had my own family and I'm like, well, I'm going to make this fucking tribe however I want it, I guess. And then I created barrel and it was like, well, we're all sort of barrel. It's not, no, you are yeah. like, and you really not. You just think you are, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, I, I hate to to um to ramble on about that, but it's it's just really important to me, obviously, yeah. um, because for me, when people say how's Barrel doing, it has always been like, well, my wife's good, my daughter, my kids are good, I'm good. Right. But now I can truly say that my my family is is doing better than ever, and I think the company is more sure footed as ever. Right, and I think that that's going to to spiral out through our universe and through our customers and pe- like would be customers, much more so than just um, a cool product or you know something hip and trendy. Right. But we are trying to speaking of the company. I guess we should probably talk about that for a second. Sure. Huh? <laughs> um, we are still doing our society membership, which is you know twenty five bucks a month gets you. Uh, pick from any of these, you know, expressions or scents. Um, we do, we try to do something a little different each month, like maybe throw something new in the bag. Um, we've thrown in some cool things from like old Vienna, like the red hot ripple yeah, chips. Nice. Like, yeah, right. Like somebody out in Texas may have never had these, so we send them, you know, right. Um, we sent out some, uh, some, uh, code three, uh, like seasoning stuff, which is really bonkers off the wall stuff, mm. but it's things that you're getting from my town. That you can't get in your town. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. So really dig that. Um, we just did something a couple of months ago where it was like, you know what? Let's just tell these guys just they're going to get one and then pick another one of anything. We'll just give them another bottle for free. 
that's seventy dollars worth of merchandise for twenty five bucks. Right. right. So that's our society membership. We're still mm. doing that. Um, my goal is to have society only functions. It's very difficult because a lot of our society members live abroad, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I can't. You know, again, like the old me would have found some way to get somebody here. Now it's like, well, I guess if you can't be here, you can't be here. But I don't expect you to be here. Yeah. Like if you show up here, we've got a customer. Uh, gotta love him. He he comes in. He drove in for our last cabinet event from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. He's been one of our customers since day one. He's one of our first society customers. These are the kinds of people that just give me chills. Like literally give me chills because I've watched a really good like documentary before and just been like covered in chills. Like, oh my God, that that dude really is doing something. Mm-hmm. I get the same kind of reaction from a customer that does that. Like I get that reaction. And he's getting in his car and he's driving here. It's six, seven hours. He's staying here. He's going to a hotel room. He's got to drive back early the next day. And I didn't get a chance to spend more than 20 minutes with this guy. That sucks. Missed opportunity, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, my, my, my sort of self then was more like, okay, I've got a, I've got a hundred boxes to check tonight. And I'm talking with a, a dear beloved customer of mine, somebody who I think is becoming a friend. And I've still got like 20 more boxes to check. I really need to get those boxes checked. Right. That was my head. That's who I was. Mm-hmm. Now, dude, I might sit down on this damn couch with him and be like, hey, can somebody else take care of that other shit? Like, seriously, I've got some good shit to talk about. And uh, that's who I'm becoming. And that's who I want to become. Um, I don't ever think I want to have another event that's so big that I can't just sit down and bullshit with people, you know? Yeah. That was too much for me, man. Just mm. it's too much. I'd, I'd much rather talk and and understand why the hell did you drive six hours to come hang out with me <laughs> and these people. Right. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's a, it's a good group of people and we got a good vibe. And it's always fun when you can go somewhere. Like, I, I guess I've never gone to a brewery to get a beer and somebody stood up and talked to me about some cool shit. It just doesn't happen. It's like, hey, there's a line. I hope you got your money. Here's the register. Pay for your beer. Go drink. Get the hell out. Right? Um, you don't walk into even a high-end uh, apparel boutique and end up having beers or coffee. or It just doesn't happen. So um, that's I, I find that so dear. I, I find that so uh, fantastic that we have people like that. Um not only in our society, but friends that, that maybe can't afford it, but they show up every time. Um, it's it's one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. And if if there was one thing that somebody said, like, what was Beryl supposed to be and what is it now? Beryl was supposed to sell cool products to cool people. And now it's just Beryl just wants to be surrounded by good people. That's all. Hmm. Just good people. Just... Um, I don't have to sell a pallet of product to keep the lights on. So I don't have to um, take a chance on um, on not doing things the way I want to do them. You know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not. Uh, and now we're, uh, we're getting ready to release some apparel, which is something that I hate doing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but our customers want it really yeah. badly. So we're, we've found a way to do it to where mm-hmm. they can get the apparel they want and it doesn't kill us. Um, physically or financially because apparel I don't know I don't I don't understand how people get into the apparel game like full time like I guess I do that's why they all go to Taiwan and right that's right right yeah Mexico mm-hmm. and these other places mm-hmm. like anymore I get excited when I find something that's made in Mexico I'm like holy shit I can walk there yeah. like I, I, I can go to Mexico close enough yeah right? <laughs> it's it, it's at least attached to me right. you know and I know that these people really want work yeah like okay like I get it. there's other places too but right now I need to worry about mm-hmm. what's, what's here um and speaking of which um I need to not only need to, but I want to start really focusing more of my time and efforts towards um, mental illness and the men and women coming out of the military that have it. Mm-hmm. Because everybody says, oh, PTSD. Well, why don't you just call it what it really is? They got depression or they're, they're manic, they're bipolar, whatever it is. I would really like to start dedicating some of our efforts more towards that. You know, uh, our good folks over at um, Dogs That Help, they do it. There's other organizations out in the community that do it as well. I'd like to be one of those people, even if it's just sitting right here in our studio, um, talking about coming home, you know, uh, exiting service, um, or a a young man or woman getting ready to enter service. Mm, You know, I mean, there's a lot of different angles on that. But, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I also really... um, and regarding the YouTube channel that we spoke of, I really, really would like to have those kinds of people on here. Yeah. Um, so let's back up just a little bit, Jeremy, and talk about please do. your studio and what you're doing here. <laughs> I, I feel like we kind of got into that, but <laughs> didn't explain it enough. Yeah, so I guess. As much as you can, explain what this is right here. Okay. So what we've done is we've taken a room in my home and turned it into a studio of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite done, but we're getting there. Uh, it consists of some good lighting, some uh, some nice decorations on the wall. Um, very patriotic, uh, apparently, I think. Uh, I think so. That's, some good that, local whiskey. I guess I would call it. Yeah, some good whiskey from Still 630. <laughs> Got some beer down there from, from Four Hands. But what this is, is this is sort of a culmination of I don't want to go have another industrial or commercial space. I'm not ready for it mentally. The company's not ready for it. I'm not going to make it be ready for it. Right, that's just got to happen naturally. Sure, and it may never. It may never. We may always just be a retailer kind of thing. But this space, more than anything, is a place for us to record video mm-hmm. for the YouTube channel that's coming up, uh, as well as social media and blogs. But we would like to discuss anything from education, um, military men and women, local politics. You know, I don't want to get too heavy into that. Or just the Barrel Brands team. Like we just want to introduce everybody and talk about us and okay. you know, why are you doing what you're doing. Um, the goal is to have somebody in here every couple of weeks. You know, the goal is also to have us in here every week, um, us being Barrel. Whether it's telling you about new expressions coming up, which is to me is sort of a small piece of the puzzle, but you know, we gotta have that out there. Sure. And then the other part is like, hey, what's just sort of state of the union? Like, you know, we have this society membership and you know we get billed on the first of the month why do we not get product till the mid-month well might not be ready yet 
Like I can't just willy nilly charge people's credit cards whenever it has right. to be scheduled. So that's sort of where we're at. So those kinds of things, like those kinds of messages or <laughs> really I've, uh, I've thought about doing some pretty, pretty good contests and, um, those contests would result in me performing various stunts or maneuvers or acts that my customers would never see from me or maybe like a truth or dare kind of thing. Okay. Like you any like, examples here? I, I don't want to give anything away. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, but uh, show me your worst tattoo. Like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Sure. Um, but a Q&A of sorts, you know, mm-hmm. like I really, really love the live format because I can't get it back. Yeah. Like, ah, damn it. My dog flew in here and knocked something over. Right. I can't get that back. <laughs> but that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I really do. Like, it's endearing to me when somebody does a format, whether it's video or audio, and you hear some mess up before or after, there's something sort of cool about that. Yeah. And, genuine. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? It's genuine. It's, it's, yes. Know, it, it's, it happened. It's genuine. Uh-huh. That's that's what I was going after. Thank yeah. you. Um, And, you know, I... I I say that I need to do some editing and do this and do that. More times than not, it's lighting or coloring. It's not like removing verbiage or what somebody said. Sure. And I hope that people can come in here and be, <laughs> here we go again, be comfortable. Yeah. I, I really do. I just mm-hmm. want, hey, you're in my house. You're not at some industrial place, you know, um, and you don't have to get here right on time. You don't have to leave right on time. Be comfortable and let's talk. And I think that's something that's not that's not done on YouTube too much. It's, it's almost always a very sterile, like here's a desk, here's my monitor over here so I can view incoming messages. Like there's a, there's sort of a format for very, very successful like YouTube video channels. Sure. Mm, It's not, not what we want to do. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Good. So you've mentioned having veterans or people going into the military. What's, what's your goal there specifically? What are you trying to accomplish by making videos with these particular individuals. Right, yeah. right. Um I, I think uh my first response to that would be there are things that I have learned, there are things that I've seen and been told since being out over a decade that would have been very useful for me to know. Um there are veterans that that get out here locally at Scott Air Force Base. And they attend a, a course that used to be called TAP, and it was transition, a, the, yeah, the transition assistance program. I don't know what they call it now. Um, I do know that it's just as useless. Wow. It's horrible. It's, it did nothing for me. That's just transitioning from transitioning. being in the military like, to hey, here's civilian some job life. Re- here's some job recruiters. Hey, um, here's some. Uh, here's where you can go to get a good suit. Like, it was really sort of goofy shit. Yeah. But then, I mean, that was years ago. It may be different now, and I don't want to hold them to the fire on that one. Sure. But what I would like to offer is not just me asking questions, right? It's professionals here that know about this stuff. But the me part of it is like, oh, yeah, I remember when I got out, and I remember how I was treating my family. I remember the things that I was doing to myself. I remember the career moves that I made. Um None of which anybody ever said, like, hey, when you go home, you can't do these things. Like, at your work, you're going to be glorified for it. At home, not so much, right? Um, I'd like to talk about how coming home from deployments affects these troops and their families. People talk about that. But it's generally a clinical professional 
and then somebody else on a panel. Yeah. I I don't recall seeing or hearing a veteran that has been afflicted by and trying to overcome talk to another veteran that hasn't even begun that, jer- that journey yet, right? Yeah. Somebody else that doesn't even know that they're going to get hit with a shovel at some point. So keep your eyes open because it comes and it comes hard and nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's all you. It's inside you. Nobody else is going to understand the demons that you have in your head. Um, whether you pulled the trigger and successfully put your round on target or you pointed the mouse that was directly or directly related to a mission being successful. I got a poster back there behind you guys and nobody here can see it obviously, but it was gifted to me. And it says, to my loved ones, I'm going for you. To my brothers, I'm going with you. And to my enemies, I'm coming for you. Well, that poster means so much more to me now than when it was gifted. When it was gifted to me, it was. I read it differently. I read that I'm going for you, I'm going with you, and I'm coming for you. But there's words in there. It's to my loved ones. It's to my brothers. And then it says to my enemies. You cannot have unconditional love for somebody else if you're willing to put a fucking round on them. Can't. I. I. I I'm not angry at my military service, and I'm not m- not angry at anybody else that goes in the military. It's a. It's a very humbling and rewarding career. Um. But what I can tell you is that I suffer every day now with the decisions that I made back then and just now realize their consequences 42 almost 43 nobody ever mentioned that to me nobody and until you realize that if you once you go into the military at least the more combative type of roles right Mm -hmm. Um, you cannot have love for everyone. You cannot be on a journey of, you know what? And I don't mean like, hey, everybody's good. No, there's bad apples out there. But I could never go and do that again. But I'm proud of some of the things that I accomplished. I'm not proud of all of my service or any some of the, some of the things that I did. And I'm definitely not proud of some of the things that we did as a, as a force. But... I'm a veteran that came from absolutely nothing that has had some pretty bad shit that I've had to deal with that can give somebody else an ear. And I never had that. And to have that here, right here on this couch that I'm on, potentially, means that it can also potentially be on the screens of thousands of other people. Mm Mm-hmm. That may go, holy shit. I've I've never heard it put like that before, right? right. Whatever it may be. I don't want to get too far into it now. But again, um, <laughs> you know, uh, my good friend David over at Gateway Inc., he um or Gateway Tattoos, uh, some time ago I had asked him, I said, David, I need you he's known for his beautiful letters that he does. And um I said, I need you to tattoo my my fingers, right? And he's like, you're gonna hate it, right? Blah blah blah. Anyway, 
Now, I'm on my second session now. Went back and touched them up. But what they say is give and make. And that's what I fucking mean. That's what I fucking mean. Um, I think that what we have here is an opportunity to help people in many different facets. And I think that, that this, just a stupid-ass room in some guy's basement, has the potential to be that vehicle. And so... uh so that's what we're doing, and that's why I'm doing it, and uh, pretty soon people will see how we're doing it, you know? And uh, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also scared to death. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, just, I'm terrified, man. I um, Having the conversation with somebody about how, like, if you can just think for a minute taking a big, bad, like, veteran, and I mean somebody that's seen some shit and telling them that you, what you did was bad. What you did was wrong. It was right that you were doing it under an order, but you got to be able to step back and see that taking someone's life for no matter what reason is not a good thing, right? It's not the right thing. To say that to somebody that has taken great pride in defeating the enemy, whoever that may be, it could go badly. It's not my intent. My intent is not to look down on, turn my nose down, Nothing. But when my son says, Dad, I want to go in the military. And I say, wow, that's awesome, man. What jobs are you thinking about? You know, it tears me up inside because I, I would have great pride. If he came home and said, Dad, I want to go. And then I'm going to, after basic, I'm going to try out for pararescueman training. I'm not sure I could contain myself with just pride. But that would immediately turn to anguish, knowing what those those men have to do. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you save a lot of people, kill a lot of people. How do you live with that? How do you how do you deal with the fact that I took a life, but I did it to save the life of someone I know? How's that any fucking different? I know they are your buddy. I know they are in your tribe and your clan, your camaraderie, and I will never argue that. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I am proud of my brothers and sisters that I've served with, and I'm proud of the things that they had to do to survive. But people have to understand that this killing thing, it's not cool, it's not easy. It's not, but damn, we've done a good job of glamorizing it, glorifying it, whatever you want to call it. Sure. My son plays games, constantly killing people, and everybody gets another life, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, oh, it's just video games. Man. I don't know. I don't know if it is, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it is just video games. I, I, There's a big part of me that thinks that it helps to condition people's brains and remove that need for unconditional love. Now, I'm not going to go out on a conspiracy theory here and say anybody ever meant to do that. I don't think anybody meant to do horrible things with cell phones, but you can detonate a fucking bomb with it. Mm-hmm. So I think little bombs are being detonated in some of these kids that one day, dude, they just lose emotion. Yeah. Everything is flat, just like the fucking screens that they play on. Right. And uh, I got them the video game system. I bought them the games. Bought them the controllers, extra controllers, so more people could be subjected to this. Am I a good dad for doing that, or am I a horrible fucking human for doing that? I don't know. But I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, a thing, 
and I'm watching closely. Right. Real closely. So I think this, I think this format's perfect and I think it's extremely important. And it's not mainly because it's not like just, you know, two veterans sharing old war stories. It, it's going to be, you know, real talk about people who've been through it and maybe more important, real talk with people who haven't been through it yet, who are going to, they don't know that they're going to need that wake up call yet, but they're going to need it. Deploying veterans. Yes, absolutely. And it's something that not just anybody could do. Like if I tried to have that conversation, I, I shouldn't ever try to have that conversation because I wasn't there. I don't know. Like you said, people will never know unless they've been there. What, kind of demons that you're fighting coming back from that and so yeah somebody like you has to be the one to take that mantle and do it if it's going to be done uh, I, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i am i'm right? kidding, I'm kidding. My, my opinion you don't you don't have i guess to i'm in it, it now right? no i'm kidding you don't have to do it like i said if it's going to be done I, you know that, that that's that's a completely subjective here's, opinion here's, uh, you're absolutely on point and here's why if you had a sheet of papers or a sheet of paper with 20 questions on it that you were going to ask a veteran. Mm-hmm. But when they answered it, what you said was, oh, wow, okay, damn, that, that's crazy. Well, that's really cool. This veteran, when he leaves, is going to be worse than when he came. I promise you. Mm. There's no fucking way he's going to be better because all he did was rehash a bunch of shit. Right. Never once did you, not you, but did yeah. you, the person that's that's interviewing them, offer any anything back? And what I need is that when people come in, there's a little void somewhere, and when they leave, it's gone. You know, doesn't mean they're fixed. It just means that they got something out of it. And like I've always told people, there was some value there, right? I added some value. We added some value to their day. And when they left, um, they were just with people that they enjoyed being with right like it wasn't tense it wasn't uptight there was no agenda and we messed it up mm-hmm. we didn't have to keep stopping none of that shit it was comfortable it's, right thank you very much sir it is comfortable it's comfortable for me but then when everybody leaves it can be comfortable for my kids you know my children have full reign of this studio you think i mean dude I think that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I expected that they would think it was really awesome. Yeah. Right? I would have when I was a kid. Yeah, of like, course, right? Dead studio. You're right. Hell yeah, I'm yeah, in there. Exactly, man. So um I think that they partially see like uh, I could get some benefit out of it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's not fully there yet. But um I I do also want to open the space up to having people here that you would never even think about, right? Like um, maybe a sponsored motorcycle rider. Nice, yeah. yeah. Or maybe an unsponsored one. I don't sure. know. Maybe, um, you know, <laughs> maybe it's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got five girls. <laughs> I, <laughs> Imagine I, the story. I'll listen to that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, sometimes I get a glimpse into the life. Yeah. And dude, they are, they're incredible, man. They're leaving at like four thirty, five in the morning. Grandparents are coming to take over. They wow. get them to school. It is a small army that yeah. goes on. But again, there's just some some conversations that I'd love to have with some people that I think would be really good to capture. Um, not necessarily the vet, not necessarily the whiskey, not necessarily... No, like sure. I said, you know, it, there's there's no holds barred. That's awesome. I am definitely looking forward to that. 
Uh, everything about it, I think, is going to be great. Good. Me too. And even too. being here in the studio, this is completely comfortable. It's, it's completely you're you're you've got it going. Good. You've got it going Good, in the right man. direction. So I hope so. I, I know that we feel comfortable. Uh, we've got to wrap this up, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, give us anything that you want to for for your uh, for the barrel brands. Um, anything where we can find you. Sure. Anything you got coming up, you want to promote? Now's your chance. Right on. Thank you. Um, well, it's been a pleasure. It never seems like we have enough time. Yeah, let's not wait a year next time either, by the Dude, way. Dude, I'm let's totally good. I'll see you in a week, sooner. bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to become official. Um, barrelbrands.us is our official website. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook um, uh, soon on YouTube. We do have a channel. There's only a couple small videos there right now, but you can also find us at Barrel Brands on YouTube. Um, regarding sort of the, the way forward, uh, we're doing the best we can with the resources we have. And uh, we don't ever want to change that. If the resources become greater, then we will try to to maintain that same that same level. And if the resources become lesser, then we'll probably have to only release fewer products. It's not rocket science, you know. Um, but more so than anything, I think that I would like to take a second to address my customer base. And I guess this is well as good of a spot as any. I think that when you start a business, you have high hopes, like, of course, those expectations. Sure. Um, but when when we launched Barrel, even in its infancy and all the way up to now, never in all of my days did I think that I would receive so much um, pleasure. And I'm just, I'm going to use that word pleasure. I mean, that encompasses a lot. But I have never in all of my life been as happy as I am right now. I've never been as stable uh, and as sure-footed as I am right now. And I have never known what I want more than anything than I do right now. And that is a happy family, a, a very healthy family, both in mind and body. And that's all I want for my customers. I, I want my customer, customers to be as healthy and happy as possible. Um, I want my immediate family to sort of lead that charge and to show that, that we can do this, you know? I mean, if my son has to get on here and tell you about his shitty day, it's going to happen because your kid probably had a shitty day. Because guess what? A lot of shitty stuff goes on at schools. A lot of it. And, uh, you know, I've got a little girl and a little boy and a professional wife um, that has a career. I've seen a couple things. I've heard a couple things and I've felt a lot. And more now than ever, I just want to thank all of you. Um, I know that if my wife was sitting here, she'd thank you all. Uh, it's been a really insane couple of years. And uh, I still don't understand why why Colt and James want to come over and do podcasts, but it's pretty awesome that they do. So thank you guys. Well, we didn't have anybody else, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little nasty out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, without further ado, um, you know, uh, thank uh, Colt and James. And, um, uh, you know, thank, uh, thank you guys. Thank my wife and, um, Jordan and, uh, he's in charge of our, our marketing and social. He's really good at it. And, um, again, thank you guys for coming and being here, part of my house and my studio. And, uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks thanks for having us. Looking yeah. forward to what the future holds. Right on, man. It's going right to be on. great. Yep. Be good. And we're out.
Thank you to Jeremy Stanton and Barrel Brands, and of course, a gigantic, enormous thank you to all of you, the CEP listeners. Remember that word of mouth is golden, so please tell the people within your sphere of influence to check out our humble yet most awesome show. Be sure to subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can also download the episodes at the launching pad for all things Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Get in touch with us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com and show us all your love on the socials. We're all over. You, you can't miss us. You get on a social platform, bam, you're going to find the CEP. So until next time, be sure to keep your thinking caps on so that you're sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours warm and toasty. See ya.